it. Check this out. One day Forrest Gump dies, right? I know it's a sad thing, but it, it maybe gets better. So he dies and he goes to heaven apparently. Yes, it is a joke. Okay, let me establish that. Uh, and he's greeted at the pearly gates by guess who? St. Peter. It's always St. Peter. I have no idea. Apparently we'll find out, Tom, when we get there. Uh, but anyway, so Peter says, hey, Forrest, man, it's, uh, it's great to see you, man. I've heard a lot about you. You had that movie and all. And, and, uh, but before you can get into heaven, you've got to answer three questions, okay? So Forrest says, well, sh sure, uh, you know, nobody told me there was going to be a test. I, I hope it ain't too hard. I mean, life was a big enough test as it was. You know, it's like a box of chocolates or whatever. <laughs> And so Peter says, yeah, I know, Forrest, I know, I know, okay. Uh, but the test is only three questions, and it's not that hard, okay. Uh, and he says, well, he, and, and here's the first one. Uh, what two days of the week begin with the letter T? So Forrest, he thinks about it for a moment, and he says, uh, he says, shucks, that one's easy. That would be today and tomorrow. <laughs> and Peter says, no, no, Forrest, no, that's not what I was thinking. Uh, but, but you do have a point, I guess I didn't clarify. I'll give you that one, okay. So then St. Peter says, okay, the second question is this. How many seconds are in a year? And Forrest, he thinks about that one for a moment, too. And he says, well, I, I, I guess the only answer could be 12. And Peter says, 12? How in the world did you come up with only 12 seconds in a year? And he says, oh, shucks, that one's easy, too. January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd. And Peter says, all right, all right, all right, Peter says, okay. I, I see where you're going with this, even though that's not quite what I had in mind. I'll give you credit for that one. Let's move on to the final one. The third and final question for us is, what is God's first name? And Forrest immediately replied on that one. No hesitation, whatever. And he said, it's Andy. And so Peter, he's frustrated. He says, what? Andy? How in the world did you come up with the name Andy as God's first name? And Forrest says, oh, shucks, that's the easiest one of all. Uh, that's from the song my mama used to sing to me. Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. Yeah. And St. Peter opened the pearly gates and he said, that's right, run, Forrest, run. So, but, uh, <laughs> I really, it was Al Weiland, but I didn't want to be that obvious. No, seriously. Life is a box of chocolates. I personally think they're a box of eggs. It's evil inside, but it gets better when you get to heaven. But we'll just digress there from there. But anyway, seriously, how many guys would say Al Force, whoever that was, good thing they got creative there at the last moment on that test? Anyway, there? Okay, but seriously, folks, believe it or not, did you know the Bible is clear that the bulk of the planet is failing the test, the real test, the test that has only one question to get into heaven, and that is this, what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? Because that's the real test, folks. And because people are failing that test right now and they're rejecting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, folks, they are going to be thrust into the Antichrist kingdom. And you don't want to be there. As we've been seeing, that begins at the rapture of the church. And the reason why you don't want to be there is it's a horrible time. And I didn't say that. Jesus did. He said, listen, that's going to be a time of greater horror than anything this planet has ever seen or will ever see again. And that unless God shortened that time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. You're thinking, wow, you mean even worse than the first judgment with, with Noah and the flood? I mean, that's pretty bad. The whole planet got wiped out except for eight people. God did it before, and Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. He's going to do it again. Well, why is it worse than that? That's pretty bad. How many guys would say that the whole planet getting wiped out save eight people is kind of a bad day for the people outside the boat? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I think the reason why Jesus says that, we got to move on, but is because this thing is a judgment from God. It doesn't last just bang, here comes that wave, you're toast, you're gone, it's over. This thing is extended year after year after year after year after year after year for seven years nonstop. 
It's the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. But praise God, he's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of love as well. Okay, and again, wrath's not bad. That means he's putting an end to all the baloney that we have to deal with today. That's a good thing. But because he loves you and I, he gives us so many warning signs so that we can have a fair shot, if you will. We can be forewarned of what is coming and not caught off guard, and especially as Christians, so we can make wise use of the time that we have left. Therefore, in order to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing that ultimate bad day, I believe, of being left behind, hello, even worse than trying to figure out did that joke really have to do with Al or Foot? It was forced. Okay, uh, we're going to continue our study. That's right. Uh, the final uh, countdown. Now, we've already seen. Give it up for the prophet John. He's back from vacation. So now I can have the liberty the next three weeks, Lord willing, to spice things up. We've already seen. That's right. How uh, the prophet John shared with us. The number 10 sign on the final countdown was the Jewish people. Okay, is what we saw there. The number 9 sign we saw was modern technology. Okay, the number 8 sign was worldwide upheaval. The number... Hey, look at that. He really does have supernatural powers. He's got his magical unicorn. Uh, that's right. Uh, number eight, worldwide upheaval. Number seven, the rise of falsehood. Number, just wait to the next two weeks. Uh, number six was the rise of wickedness. Number five, the rise of apostasy. Number four, one world religion. Number three, one world government. Number two, one world comedy. Give it up for the prophet John and his magical unicorn, Sparky. Or Fluffy, whatever his name is. But we've seen, that's right, the last three times, the number one sign, hello, is the mark of the beast. Hello, that's an obvious sign. And what we saw is God lovingly foretold you and I in advance when you see all the nations around the world promoting some sort of marking system to specifically be put into people's bodies that's going to connect them to this global matrix system that's going to control all their buying and selling. You are living in the last days. Like it, lump it, leave it or not. You want to hear, hey, it doesn't matter. You're in that generation. Okay, and again, that's not a bad thing. That means Jesus Christ is coming back to get us soon. That's good news, okay? And we saw that is happening, folks, with the conditioning proof. And they're conditioning us right now through the media, the matrix system they've already built with the internet, the quotations, the biometric system, and last time to the selling point of convenience. And what we saw, if you were here last week, is that uh, they're trying to get you and I to go ahead and receive this microchip technology now under the guise of convenience, saying if you just do it, don't wait till it, you're forced to do it. Just go ahead and do it now. Because if you take this chip implant now, your life will become so pampered and, and, and so productive you get more things done. It'll be awesome. And, and of course, we'll look after you. You'll be so well protected. You'll never have to worry about anything ever again if you just get this chip inside your body. Isn't that convenient? That's what they're trying to do. It's a conditioning process. But that's not the second way that we know we're really headed, folks, for this mark of the beast technology and system is what I call the willingness proof. Not just the conditioning proof. That's what we've been dealing with for the last several weeks. But the willingness proof. Okay, now let's put our thinking caps on. Ready? Let's not. And what you can do is see the Bible is clear, folks, that if you're going to pull off this mark of the beast system that the Antichrist really is going to do, okay, then you not only logically have to condition people, which is what he's been doing, on the planet repeatedly over and over and over and over again, year after year after year after year, to warm them up to the idea of getting an implant. But logically, at some point, your conditioning has to work, right? It has to start showing some signs that people are even willing to do this in the first place, right? Well, guess what? It's worked. It's already here. For the first time in man's history, people are willing to take the mark of the beast. They're not just being conditioned. It's now working. They're willing to take the mark of the beast technology right now. And if you think about it, this really shouldn't surprise us. This shouldn't surprise us at all because the Bible clearly says this is the exact same kind of cunningness and deceitfulness that the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and use on people to take the mark. But again, as always, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God. So open your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians uh, 2. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 10. 
you find 1 Thessalonians, what do you do? Hang it right. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, and uh, verses 1 through 10. Now, the context here is dealing with the Antichrist or the man of lawlessness. And let's take a look at some of his characteristics. How is he going to get people to the point of not just being conditioned, but they say, hey, yeah, I'm not even waiting until uh, crisis mode. I'm going to take this chip right now. Okay, let's take a look at some of his characteristics in the last days. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 10. Here's what Paul says. He says, now, first of all, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him. What's that? Rapture? Yeah. Uh, concerning us being gathered to him. We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy or report or letter supposed to have come from us. He says, no, 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 no. Saying that the day of the Lord has already come. He says, come on, don't let anybody deceive you in any way. For that day is not going to come until the rebellion occurs. And the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is revealed. He's the man doomed to destruction. Don't follow him. And here's what he's going to do. He's going to oppose and he will exalt himself over everything that's called God or his worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. And he says, hey, listen, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? Okay. He says, and now you know what's holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is what? It's already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Whom, listen to this, the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy at the splendor of his coming. Amen. And then the coming of the lawless one, listen to this, will be in accordance with the work of who? Satan displayed in all kinds of what? counterfeit miracles and signs and wonders and in every sort of evil of, of that deceives those who are perishing. Why? Because they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Not that they didn't have enough information. The problem was they didn't want to hear it. They refuse to listen to the truth and so be saved. But folks, this is what we're dealing with here in this passage. The Bible says that when the Antichrist is revealed, okay, uh, the second, or the, when Jesus Christ comes back, okay, to get us, he says he's going to do so with what? How are you going to know? Now, we know from Daniel 9, 27, that he's the one who's going to make the peace treaty with Israel for seven years. Okay, that's the big clue. But you're going to see a characteristic of this guy when he appears on the scene. He's going to look great. He's going to look awesome. Revelation 6 talks about him being the white horse rider. And he comes uh, just marching on a, a peaceful coup, a lot of people would say. He only has a bow, no arrows. And he's just like, this is the guy. He, he, utopia, yay, he's our savior. He's awesome. And the plan's going to be deceived. And he says there, but this guy, listen, he's going to pull this stuff off uh, with what? Counterfeit signs, not real ones. Counterfeit signs, counterfeit miracles, counterfeit wonders. In other words, this guy's a big giant, the biggest liar deceiver of all times. He's a big liar and deceiver. But that's not all it says there, if you paid attention, that he is satanically inspired, right? And so that tells us even more. That tells us that this guy is literally going to have, if you will, uh, many of the same characteristics that Satan has, right? And when you take a look at Satan's characteristics, hey, lying and deceit is the tip of the iceberg. Let's take a look at just that. This is who we're going to have to deal with, folks, or, or the people on the planet during the seven-year tribulation. First of all, Satan's called the accuser in the scripture. Revelation 12, 10. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. He's our adversary, meaning enemy 
or foe. First uh, Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, uh, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour is what he wants to do. He's the deceiver, Revelation 12, 9. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels or demons were cast out with him. He's our enemy. Hello, Matthew 13, 39. The enemy, Jesus said, who sowed them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels. He's the evil one. John 17, Jesus said this, I do not pray, speaking to God the Father, that you should take them out of the world. No, but that you should keep them from the who? From the evil one. Father of lies, John 8, 44. Jesus said to the Jewish people of his day, he says, you're of the father, uh, the devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. He's also a murderer, John 8, uh, 44. Jesus said, you're of the father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He is a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in this guy. He's also the power and ruler of darkness, Colossians 1, Ephesians 6. And God has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, Jesus. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness. Uh, he's the ruler of demons, Luke eleven fifteen. But some of them said, he casts out, speaking about Jesus, demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons is what he says. And the tempter, Jesus said, Matthew 4, 3. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And of course, he's also the transformer. He's a liar. Listen, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. It looks good. It feels good. It sounds good. It tastes good. Come on, it's got to be from God. No. He's a transformer, okay? Uh, he's a thief of destruction. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to what? What's his motive? To steal and to kill and to destroy. And hello, of course, he is the wicked one. Paul says in Ephesians 6, above all, take in the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of hello, the wicked one. Okay, now folks, here's my whole point in bringing this up. This tells us in greater detail, I believe, by doing the study who we are up against. Listen, and who is the one who is inspiring the Antichrist? This is what's going on, okay? And how many guys would say, when you take a look at Satan, he's got kind of, an, kind of a bad character. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit there, okay? Now listen, this is the guy who is inspiring the Antichrist. So that means this is what we can expect from the Antichrist. This tells us the evil tactics he's going to use on people to get them past the conditioning, but get them to the point of being willing to take the mark. He is going to use lying, thieving, murderous, transforming, seductive lies to get people to do it. Like never before in the history of mankind. If that's him, don't answer. <laughs> it's a seductive lie, trust me. All right? And again, you might be thinking, well, so what? I don't care, Pastor Billy. I don't care what kind of satanic tactics the Antichrist is going to use to do people in the last days, to be willing to take a mark. I'm not that dumb. In fact, I don't think anybody's that dumb. I mean, how many decades now have we Christians in the church been warning people about the mark of the beast? Nobody's going to be that dumb. Well, folks, I said before, I'll say it again. I, I think his timing is impeccable. You ever wonder if all this late, latest uh, trend in the church, this lack of teaching on Bible prophecy today is actually helping to pe pe uh, pe keep people in the dark tomorrow about receiving the mark of the beast? I, I don't think that's by chance, folks. I truly believe, and I keep saying this, I really believe this lack of teaching on Bible prophecy today is helping the Antichrist. 
At the time when he's about ready to pull this whole thing off, the church is silent. That isn't by chance, folks. It's another one of his deceptive spiritual warfare tactics. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual issue, folks. It's helping keep people in the dark so they'll be ready to take the mark. Yes, that run. Okay, that's not by chance, okay? He has already gotten to the point where people are willing. And if you don't believe me, let's take a look at some of that proof. The first proof we've been deceived already on the planet by the Antichrist, I would say by his evil deceptive tactics, folks, is they've already put him into our pets. Huh? I mean, if it's good for our pets, it's got to be good for us, right? And again, you put this logically in the Antichrist shoes. We saw a little bit of this before, but I, fit, I believe it fits the context. I mean, here you are, the Antichrist. We know what his ultimate goal is going to be. He is going to want to track and tag every single person on the whole planet, right? And to the point where he's controlling now the whole planet, what they buy and sell. So how in the world are you going to get people used to the idea of being tracked and tagged on the whole planet and receiving some sort of uh, biometric implant? Well, wouldn't it make sense to implement kind of a phase one, if you will, first? And what you do with that phase one is first you get all the animals on the planet tagged. And then when you get uh, people conditioned to that and used to that, then phase two would kick into gear. Where now people are ready to be treated like animals themselves. Because if it's good for Sparky, it's good for us, right? I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? In fact, folks, as we saw before, that's not just happening right now. Listen. It's moving to becoming mandatory. Stage two is already kicking into gear, okay? At first it was voluntary with our pets. You know, Info Pet and other companies out there. Uh, to, because we have to keep track of stray animals, right? Oh, should that ever happen? And so we got to chip these guys, right? But that was just step one. Now, if you're paying attention, many places in our country, it's mandatory to have your pet microchipped, right? Or you're in big trouble. Or in some cases, I believe, you can't even get your pet back unless you have them chipped. In fact, now we're really getting big on it, folks. It's becoming mandatory on a, uh, a global scale. Whole countries, not just little uh, cities or, or, or counties or whatever. Whole countries are making it mandatory for your pets to be chipped. Let's take a look at what's going on in England. You better microchip your dog or else. Hey, I'm Jillian on Bus 60. All dogs in England will have to be fitted with a GPS microchip by 2016, or the owner will have to fork up 500 pounds. Just 13 weeks old, but it's a big day for Buddy. Here we go. Hello. Time for him to be microchipped. So what we're going to do is we're going to implant the chip just in the skin okay. at the back of the neck. We're just going to inject that through the skin. And you are the bravest puppy in the world. It takes a few seconds and costs £20. Right now, about 60% of British pups already have microchips. That's 8 million dogs. No word on if the royal corgis have microchips, but the queen has a few years until she's in danger of a fine. All right, let's just go ahead and deal with it because I know you guys are asking the question, was that a dog or a bear? <laughs> if it's a dog, how many of you guys want one? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Let's just close in prayer. No, let's get to the point. Uh, did you hear that last part? I wonder if the queen's going to have to do it. Yeah, at least she's going to have a couple years before she'll... Isn't it nice that the royalty might get a choice? But the rest of you, what's happening, folks? This is happening now on a countrywide scale. Okay, Did, are you seeing the process here? I, it's all conditioning to get us to be willing. First, uh, get a, a voluntary with the animals and, and then get us used to the technology and then bang, the hammer comes down, mandated. You're going to have to do it whether you want to or not. I mean, gee whiz, what's next? They're going to mandate it on people? 
Well, funny you should ask, Freddie. It works well with my notes. The second proof we've been deceived by the Antichrist and his evil tactics to be willing to take the mark of the beast, folks, is they've already put him in their propaganda. Okay? It's common sense, folks. I'm telling you, the, the pets were the, the whole uh, experiment there. Just like they've used uh, propaganda for years and years and years and years in those really emotional commercials. The dog is behind the cage there and he's going to die unless you adopt him and get this chip. To get you to do that. They're using the same propaganda machines to get you and I to think, hey, this is a great thing for people too. In fact, they're starting with the younger generation and they're even putting them in cartoons. So kids start getting used to the idea, you're going to get a chip implant whether you want one or not. Watch this. Delivery boy? No, not again. Please, anything else? Take your hands off me. You've been assigned the job you're best at, just like everyone else. What if I refuse? Well, that's tough. Lots of people don't like their jobs, but we do them anyway. You gotta do what you gotta do. Now hold out your hand. I'm gonna implant your career chip. It'll permanently label you as a delivery boy. We found this implanted in our victim's shoulder. It's a Vera chip. You scan it here, information pops up there, your whole life on a grain of rice. Okay, hit more info, see if we get a driver's license. Yeah, Jenny Price, 18. Chase Shaw says this thing holds credit card information. I excise this from her shoulder. I don't know what it is. Uh, that's an RFID chip, and I think we know who put it there. Naomi doesn't. I asked her. So whoever did this to her must have injected it while she was unconscious. I took a way of keeping tabs on your cheating wife. Why would you implant an RFID chip in your wife's shoulder? I was keeping tabs on her. Keeping tabs on her? She's a human being. You're aware of that, huh? Not a pet. She was cheating on me. That doesn't give you the right to tag her. RFID is the wave of the future. I'm just ahead of the curve. In 15 years, everyone will be implanted with a chip. Really? Where do I sign up to opt out of that? To think something so small can connect you to everything that matters. When your life and all you love are on the line, HealthLink is always with you. When every second counts in the emergency room, providing immediate access to your medical records. Because Bob has trouble remembering all his medications. Because I'm in love with my kids' kids. Because my car lost control while driving. Because now I'm looking out for both of us. Because I have diabetes, but it doesn't have me. Because I spend my life in the ER trying to save yours. Well, maybe that's just it, folks. Uh, maybe right now, like the pets, it's voluntary. You know, it's in the media. It's got in the movies and the t detective shows. That, uh, but maybe just in a few years, uh, it's going to become mandatory. I mean, like the guy said in 15, it's the way of the future. If you guys are paying attention. And you might be thinking, well, come on, Pastor Bill. Okay, so what? So they're using propaganda machines to get us used to this idea of doing a microchip implant. I mean, nobody's going to fall for this baloney. Nobody's going to be willing to do this. Well, listen to the results of this, folks. According to a recent M MSNBC poll, listen, right now, 
20% of the American population right now is fully willing and ready to receive a microchip implant. Oh, everybody's heard about Bible prophecy. We've talked about this for years and years. Nobody's going to take this stuff. 20% right now of the American population say, yeah, bring it on. I love this stuff. I'm willing now. I'm not going to wait till you force me and mandate it. I want it now. The propaganda's working, okay? Aren't you glad nobody's teaching on Bible prophecy? In fact, so much so, listen to this trend that uh, Scott Silverman, the president of Digital Angel, he said, listen, he expects in the next two to three years, it will be standard protocol for emergency room personnel to scan the upper right arm of every patient admitted. Aren't you glad they took over health care? I have to say that every time. Sorry. Oh, upper right arm, that's not too far. You just slide a little bit down a little further, make it more convenient because you can't, it's kind of hard to wave that shoulder. <laughs> you can wave a hand. It's already in the right arm, okay? And gee whiz, next thing you know, all you got to do is Google somebody's microchip and you can find out where they are. That's actually what this article is saying is coming real soon. Listen to this. Scientists tag animals to monitor their behavior and keep track of endangered species. Now some people are asking whether all of mankind should be tagged too. Looking for a loved one? Listen, just Google his microchip. Already the government of Mexico has surgically implanted the chips in the upper arms of staff at the Attorney General's office in Mexico City and Taiwanese researchers are saying that the tags could save lives in the aftermath of an earthquake. Having one in every person could relieve anxiety for parents and help save lives. Oh, isn't that wonderful? If you just go ahead and take it now. Sounds to me like these propaganda machines are really helping this come to pass. How about you guys? Okay, but that's not all, okay? The third proof we've been deceived by the Antichrist, he's using these evil deceptive characteristics of Satan tactics to get people to be rece uh, receiving the mark of the beast is they've already put him into our payments. Okay, we talked a little bit about this before. We want to stretch it a little bit more. Let's take a look at that proof, okay? Once again, it's a step-by-step -step process, folks. Put yourself in the Antichrist uh, shoes, okay? Because you got to deal with a certain element of people, right? Because some people like us here at Sunrise, especially after an extended study like this, we might have an inkling of a few points on Bible prophecy. Anybody? Please, somebody say yes after a year. Okay, right, okay. So, so obviously, people like us who've been equipped with Bible prophecy, we're not going to fall for this, right? We're not going to be, yeah, line me up, give me a chip in my, forget that right arm, I want it in my hand. We're not going to do that because we know better, right? So, but the Antichrist, you've got to deal with those people. What are you going to do with those guys? Well, listen, wouldn't it make sense to use another evil tactic, okay, and warm them up to the idea first? I, I, I mean, just maybe back up the train a little bit and, and first get them used to the idea of, of, of making payments with their hand, period, on the outside, and then later mandate it that it's got to go on the inside. And folks, can I tell you, even that tactic is already in high gear. Look at all the different technologies that are converging. How people right now, they are thrilled, they're excited about making a hand payment on the outside. Step one's in high gear. Let's take a look.
we put money on this watch this morning, which means now I can use it on the trains, the trams, the buses, even the ferries. But that's not all. I can use this watch instead of cash at 3,000 service providers around the city. When it runs low, I just add more cash, or I can sync it to my credit card and have it automatically top up. Let's go eat. Mark of the Beast. Now, did you notice how the younger generation who knows squat about Bible prophecy, they love this stuff. Do you think that's by chance? At the same time this is ramping up, the church is silent on teaching this stuff. These people are being kept in the dark. Unless you think this younger generation isn't going to fall for this step-by-step process, you know, first on the outside, yeah, and then they're going to move to the inside. Folks, they love this stuff so much that they listen, listen, they've already got, and they're already promoting. Listen to this, do-it-yourself home implant kits. Because you could lose that wristband thing. Somebody could cut it off, but if you just, they're already doing it, folks. They're already willing. Let's take a look at that. So you're just going to go down that direction? Okay. Yeah, that looks like a good angle you're hitting too. That, that looks good. Yeah. Angle it in. Okay, like that. Yeah, you gotta angle it into the skin. Down. Angle it down. There you go. Yeah, you're still at a good angle. You're gonna miss the bone and everything. Hey man, you're tough as heck. Keep going. It's hard, a lot of skin to go through. Tough, man. Keep going, buddy. Now you're angling towards my finger. Okay, there you go. Is that? Okay. Yeah, let me just direct your hand. There you are. That's the angle you want. Up a little bit. There you are. This is so cool. More. You're going to be able to More. scan stuff with you. got to go hand. past that about a quarter of an inch, past the opening. There you go. It's in. Okay. Pull it out. Dude, you are tough. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold it. I got it. I got it. Thank you. Right there. It's just like putting in an IV. Yeah, and how many guys can't stand IVs either? Whoa! It's just that simple, guys. It's got to be a little tough, you know. Buck up, you know. But man, it's going to be awesome. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with this stuff. Did anybody notice it just happened to be his? Were you paying attention? His right hand. <laughs> Next thing you know with this technology, these guys are going to start getting these implants in the right hand. They're already going to start going out in the community buying stuff. Well, they are. One guy apparently is buying gas with it. No audio on this, but check this out. This is crazy. Wow. Oh, it's got to be years down the road. I mean, there's no signs of Jesus ever coming back. 
do you see how, you have any idea what's happening? Folks, as we've been saying, this is not 50 years down the road. You know, this guy, why should I listen to you this time? Th that's why. Because listen, folks, this is what's going on. This is happening now. Who would have thought that you and I right now sitting here are living in the days when people wouldn't just be willing to get a microchip implant, but they're already using them to buy stuff. Now, as we sit here, that's how close we are. The fourth proof that we've been deceived by the Antichrist and his evil tactics is to be willing to receive this mark of the beast, folks. I'm telling you, folks, it isn't just the younger generation. There's a whole lot of people who don't know anything about Bible prophecy who thinks this stuff is awesome. They're putting them in people right now. And the people are willing, okay? Once again, folks, as we saw, at first you work at the extremes, you work your way in towards your ultimate goal, okay? And at first it's those extreme people that we saw getting these microchip implants. You know, those young whippersnappers who don't know any better. Uh, then the, it was uh, special dignitaries, like we saw in, in the Mexico, we heard, uh, who, who put them inside themselves because their job, you know, there's the risk of being kidnapped. So you can understand that, of course. And, and then there's the, you know, techie people. They're always doing kind of cutting edge stuff. And one guy, Kevin Warwick, after he implanted himself, listen to his quote. He said it changed him. This is wild. He said, after a few days, I, I started to feel quite a closeness to the computer, which was very strange. He was married, by the way. Uh, he says, when you are linking your brain up like that, you change who you are. You become a Borg. He says, you are not just a human linked with technology. You are something different. Listen, and your values and your judgment will change. I got to think of what you is. Maybe it'll change to the point where you'll actually worship the Antichrist with this technology too. That's a direct quote. But you might be thinking, okay, Pastor Billy, that's just those special people, okay? You know, no normal adult person is going to be ready for this technology. Yes, they are. I'm telling you folks, it's not just the young whippersnappers to use that term. But, but, but we've been conditioned. We've been corralled in that direction. I mean, haven't you been paying attention in light of all the terrorist attacks and all those child abduction cases? And of course, with the FDA's approval, why, hey, whole families right now are lining up to receive this chip. Woo! How would you like to do this with your family on a Saturday afternoon? It's already begun. Let's take a look at this. A procedure that takes only seconds to carry out. And the chip is now extruded, and we're finished. Has turned the Jacobs family into medical pioneers. They are the first people to get chipped. Implanted with a tiny device called a Verichip that emits radio frequencies. It's a personal ID that also contains vital medical information. It can save a lot of lives, including my dad's, because he has a lot of medical problems, and I want him to be around for a while. A handheld scanner reads the Verichip. Theoretically, police, paramedics, and hospital workers would use the information during an emergency. Thousands of Americans are already lining up to get them. And Applied Digital Solutions, the company that developed the Verichip, says this might only be the beginning. Company scientists are already working on a global positioning system, similar to what you'd use in your boat or your car, but to track people. And like the Verichip, it would be small enough to implant in someone. Caught some sunburn, I guess. <laughs> Nathan Isaacson's in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. I couldn't find my way home. Kind of an embarrassing moment. He already wears a beeper-like GPS gadget and was also injected with a Verichip. Implanting both devices would give him and his family more peace of mind. And Nate can't wait to be chipped. I'm ready. And you, I know you're ready. <laughs> Definitely ready. Yeah. I'm looking for the peace of mind. All right. Nothing against this lady personally. 
But how many guys would say she's not a young whippersnapper anymore? <laughs> and what did she say? If you take this implant, I'm looking for, I'm not just willing. I'm looking forward to the peace of mind that it'll provide. Young, old, what we're seeing for the first time in man's history, everybody is willing to take these implants. And the next thing you know, why, hey, if everybody gets one, like she said, peace of mind, life will be safe and secure. Like this article shares, they say, hey, worry no more parents. Listen, whether it's your little pumpkin's first day walking home from school by herself or the millionth time you've lost her at the mall, the babysitter will track your sweet pea's location from a microchip implant tucked inside her body. Also available, the constant companion lets you keep a watchful eye on grandma and grandpa even when you're not by their side. And coming soon, listen, the INS border patroller and the personal private eye and the micromanager. Alas, this is not far-fetched or as futuristic as it sounds. The notion of surveillance chips being installed in human beings, listen, is poised to cross over from the realm of science fiction into everyday reality, listen, and soon. In other words, people are ready to do it right now. It's ripe. The time is ready to strike. Just like the Bible said would happen when you're living in the last days, okay? Folks, I'm telling you, it's getting so apparent now that listen, even secular researchers, I'm just amazed at how sometimes we Christians will, will we're the ones who've been given the privilege to study the Bible period, let alone Bible prophecy, which is in the Bible. And yet when God goes through all that hassle, if you will, to leave us this information, we ourselves will balk at it. Oh no, 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 it's not, it's not that close, it's not, really? Even secular reporters are putting two and two together, realizing this is a satanic ploy. I can't believe it's gone this far and that people are falling for it. In fact, even they are saying, not just me, not just the word of God, even secular reporters are saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Watch this guy. This is amazing. Well, well, well. It seems that everyone's scared about the iPhone being able to track your every move. You do know I warned you about this last year. But here's what you should really worry about. And watch. It will unfold like this. First, the RFID chip. Radio frequency identification. It's already been put in the blink credit cards, passports, license tags. They're everywhere. Watch for a full court press to have them implanted in your pets. Not an ID chip, a tracker. They're beta tested, but you'll start to see more of them at your vet's offices. OnStar for your pooch. You could track your little doggy. Peace of mind. Next, if it's good enough for your dog, it's good enough for your child. A tiny little RFID chip the size of a grain of rice. Completely safe. Easy to remove. Your child is now kidnap proof. And the placement of the chip will be varied. So God forbid some sicko doesn't look at one particular place to forcibly remove it. OnStar for your child. No more Amber Alerts. No more kidnapping. No more parents' worst nightmare. After all, it's good enough for your pet. It's good enough for your child. Then, the elderly. Forget that I've fallen and can't get up business. Oh, no, no. This RFID chip will have all of grandma's medical information and data on it. And if they have dementia and wander off, you'll be able to track them. After all, it's good enough for your dog. Then once it's deemed cool, teens will insist on their own chip. They're already tattooing barcodes. It's cool. It's their own number. And this will be your own chip, all of your information, always stressing the medical information bit. 
What information? She's 20 years old. Shh. It's for her own good. And you can track them. And you know that kids won't wear watches anymore. They've got cell phones with the time on it. In your cool chip, no need for driver's licenses, credit cards, debit cards, keyless entry, ID. No. The RFID chip will have it all there. All of it. Goodbye wallets. After all, what's a wallet for? ID? Cards? Not anymore. Oh, and money. We'll be completely cashless. Blink terminals will read your chip. Think easy pass of MetroCard. No cash, no drug trafficking, no terrorism. Make any connection you want. No one's listening anyway. Then you'll beg for one. Everything's on the chip. Everyone's on the grid. The grid is a 24-7 real-time tracking of you. Everyone will have this cool chip. Everyone's on the grid. And if you're convicted of breaking some law, they don't send you to prison. They turn off your chip. Poof. You don't exist. No money, no identity, no existence. And you're worried about an iPhone being tracked? You ain't seen nothing yet. Isn't that wild? A secular reporter gets it. But sometimes we don't. Or is it like the opening text says that they perish because they didn't want to know the truth? Folks, I say it every week. What, what more does God got to do to get our attention? Can, can we at least just catch up to speed with the secular reporter guy? This should motivate us. Man, I got to get cracking. Whatever that is. I think it came from Australia. By Cracky. I got to get motivated. I got to get, I, man, if there ever there's a time I need to be living for Jesus and sharing the gospel like we saw at the beginning of the service, it's now. Because Jesus Christ is coming back. And I don't want my loved ones, my friends, to be left behind. And this is why Jesus, folks, I've been saying every single time, Luke 21, 28, he says, when these things begin to take place, when even secular reporters get it, church, stand up, lift up your heads, our redemption draws near. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. It means Jesus Christ is coming back to get us. Right? But we don't want to get there empty-handed. And as always, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, what more does God got to do to get your attention? Okay? That chip is real. It's really here. People are really willing to get it right now. And I urge you, do not put your hopes in a false sense of security that these people are trying to sell this to us, that if you just get this chip implant, oh, it's going to provide so much peace and security and peace and security. Because Paul says, when you hear the planet crying that out, you're in a heap of trouble. You don't want to be in that camp. Here's what he says, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1 through 3. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we don't need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord's going to come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, oh! I'm looking forward to the peace of mind this chip is going to provide. Boom! Destruction will come upon them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. The Bible says, folks, in other words, don't be duped. Don't fall for the satanic uh, tactics of the Antichrist. Don't be deceived and taken the mark because while people are saying, this is it, we made it. Those nasty Christians are gone. They're off this planet. Woo! We finally got somebody that brought peace to the Middle East. We've all got these microchips. We're all on this universal healthcare system and money management system. No more poverty. Woo! Peace and safety. Bang! Seven-year tribulation, you just entered into the worst time in the history of mankind. Don't do it. Jesus Christ is coming back. If you're not saved, you need to get saved today and escape the wrath to come. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But before you go, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven and not hell? 
Before you answer that, let me share a couple things with you. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the Bible also says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness is death. In other words, when we die, and it's coming for each one of us, we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, but it's going to happen. The Bible says, therefore, since the wages of our sin is death, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and not to heaven. And that's bad enough, but to make matters worse, we don't want to admit this. God already knows. He knows uh, all of our behavior, everything, our thoughts, what we've done, what even we're going to do. He knows it all. He's gone. Even though he already knows this, we don't want to admit this. And so, out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law, or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law, to show us what he already knows. The Ten Commandments, uh, the ninth one, says this, you shall not bear false witness. Okay, that's called lying. Okay, and if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar. Okay, the, the, another commandment says you shall not steal. Okay, uh, and you might think, well, that's something that everybody does. Well, it doesn't make it right, and it demonstrates what God is trying to show us, that uh, we all have sin, and it's separating us from him. Even if you took a pencil in the third grade from somebody, if you did it without permission, that's stealing. And so now you've become a thief. The Bible says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And how interesting it is and unfortunate that the only name under heaven by which men might be saved, the name Jesus Christ, has now become a common cuss word. The Bible says that God is so holy that even his name is holy. If you've taken the Lord's name in vain and used it as a cuss word or even flippantly, the Bible calls that the sin of blasphemy. And so now you become a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus says if you even look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. And finally, the Bible says uh, you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? Well, again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred is the same as the sin of murder. The only difference is you pulled the trigger, if you will, in your heart. You wish they were dead. And in God's eyes, it's the same thing in principle. Folks, that's only just a couple of the Ten Commandments. We didn't even go through all of them. But I think you're starting to get the picture. The Bible is correct. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, myself included, and that we are separated from God as a result. And so when our time comes, we're not automatically going to heaven. We are headed for judgment. We are headed for hell. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us. Jesus Christ died on the cross. It was the death penalty of its day. He paid in full uh, the price for our sins to be forgiven. Let me give you an analogy. For instance, even today, we could see that a person could commit a crime. Uh, they, they cannot reverse it. The, the sentence has been passed. The judge has uh, slammed his gavel, and they are ushered off into their jail cell. And in this particular crime, they are going to receive the death penalty. And so they're behind bars just waiting for the time, waiting for the call for them to go 
and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row. And that is if the one in authority, the governor, would grant them a pardon. Now, they didn't earn it. Uh, they certainly don't deserve it. And there's nothing they could do uh, to earn it because nothing can reverse their crime. Okay? Yet the one in authority has that ability to grant them a pardon. Well, can I tell you something? That's what God has done through Jesus Christ. The cross was the death penalty of the day. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to take the death penalty in our place, and that if we would just receive his pardon for all of our sins, God is willing to allow us to get off a death row. He's willing to forgive us completely of all of our sins. That's the good news that I want to share with you. God loves you. The Bible says that God is not willing that anyone should perish, but everyone come to repentance. Won't you, if that's you, call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now? Won't you ask him to forgive you for sins? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Won't you do that now, wherever you are? Please, take God up on his amazing loving offer. I'll let you down. Man will let you down. People will let you down. But God never will. He wants to adopt you into his forever family. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done, past, present, and future. It's amazing. Please call upon Jesus now. Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church. If there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Our number and information will come up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com, or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.